somewhere in South America right now, isn't he? he yes, it's in Tarija, uh, Bolivia. Okay. And, uh, but this is, this is a great organization with uh, great material for teaching and training, developing uh, uh, Bible teachers, Sunday school teachers within your congregation, people who uh, may not feel very comfortable getting up in front of anyone to teach. And we've used that with some folks in our, our church and a number of other churches have had great success with this and using it for uh, a lot of different applications. And so Mark Perkins is the pastor of Front Range Bible Church in Denver, Colorado, and Mark Musser, who is on the board for Chafer Seminary and is a pastor in, where are you, Mark? In Olympia, Washington. What's the name of it? Grace Redeemer Bible Church, and then uh, Clay Ward, who is at Playroma Bible Bible Church in Tullahoma, Tennessee, are going to all involved with uh, taking DM2 all over the world. So, Mark, are you up first? Clay's up first. Okay. Well, Dr. Dean said something about the Trinity earlier. I think the Three Stooges would be more apropos with Perkins and I still fighting over who's curly, I think. Uh, but anyway, as Dr. Dean said, uh, DM2 is an organization founded by Brett Nasworth, and uh, I had the privilege of being involved in getting it started from the ground up as Brett spent a year with us in Tullahoma, he and his family. And so we got started right away with some things, uh, got involved in writing curriculum for the ministry. And uh, primarily what it is started out as is materials to train pastors, indigenous pastors in other countries, uh, teaching them from uh, handling the scriptures from a literal, historical, grammatical hermeneutic, which leads us to a dispensational understanding of scripture and with a strong focus on the grace gospel and the understanding of the spiritual life, what we commonly refer to as phase two or experiential sanctification. That's one of the major focuses of the curriculums that we write. And as a result uh, of that, it's also, as Dr. Dean mentioned, it's used now in churches uh, around our country to train Bible teachers and um uh, Sunday school teachers, and even just take some take it into high schools. Uh, you'd be surprised how how this is working out. And both uh, Mark Musser and Mark Perkins will tell you a little bit more about that. Uh, I want to tell you how it has impacted our church and what we are doing with materials. And I want you to understand that the idea is uh, again with Second Timothy two two to entrust these things to faithful men who will teach others also, and that's the primary purpose. And with that purpose of teaching others, uh, especially when we're talking about in the uh, other countries, but even within churches, DM2 or Disciple Makers Multiplied, which you can go on the website to learn more about the doctrinal statement and everything that goes on with it in the calendar, is dm2usa.org, dm2usa.org. And you can go on the website and learn more about it. I had been involved in discipling a man from Sierra Leone for several years. I met him about 12 years ago. He used to be with Youth for Christ, named Michael Ture. Well, when Brett came along, we uh, used Sierra Leone as a second 
uh, country and to pioneer the curriculum. Brad had already got going in Bolivia, where he is right now, getting ready to teach uh, some more, uh, I think, next week or here real soon. And so Brett and I went over there to Sierra Leone, and we had about 30 men, 30 pastors, in which we were able to teach. We talked through the whole Old Testament, uh, Panorama of the Old Testament was one curriculum. And we keep going back. And the idea, it's a 10-year program, ideally. Uh, there, there are snags sometimes, like Ebola. You know, Ebola happens, and you get... You get you don't get to go for a year. Uh, it's put us off for a year. I was there last May by myself. My we usually like to go in at least twos, and my partner had some minor surgery that turned into a major problem, and so I ended up having to go alone. Uh, so I was there when the Ebola thing was starting up. But it had not mushroomed yet until after I had returned, but it's kept us from going. By God's grace, we plan to go back in November. Uh, but nonetheless, we keep going back and we're training these men, and they are taking it into the other parts of their country. Now, Sierra Leone is not a large country, but the idea is we have a we have a beachhead in Freetown, and we do these conferences once every six months is the idea, two times a year. And we send a team in to teach intensively for that week, and then they take what they learn and take it into their churches, take it into their whatever venue they have. We have one lady who is a nurse, and she leads a ladies' Bible study at the hospital she works at. And she works the night shift. And she will be there all day during the week and take the cat naps at the five-minute breaks and then go work the night shift that night. Now, I don't want her doing any nursing on me, but it's rather interesting, the dedication. Is, I just use her as an example of the dedication that we find. You do conferences like this here, and you get you know a handful of people. But over in other countries, they're hungry for the truth. And, and this is just a tool, a vehicle to take it. And so our church has adopted Sierra Leone as our field. Matter of fact, the chairman of our deacon board, Tommy Northcott, is the R&D, Regional Ministry Director of Sierra Leone. So we take a team every two, uh, twice a year, every six months, again, except when Ebola's, you know, messing around. So once that slows down, we'll be able to get back on track. And there are a number of men in my church that have just gravitated to this. Uh, Drew Smith is here, and Drew's in our church. He and Craig, another member of our church, they go to Myanmar. And, uh, and speaking of which, they're in need of another person to go to Myanmar with them if anybody's interested in a, what I understand is a very easy trip. Uh, <laughs> you can ask Drew more about the difficulties of how to get there, but they're in need of, of someone else. And, and, but the idea that I've seen happen is I've had men in my church that have been well taught for years and years and years and never considered the fact of being able to teach themselves. And then lo and behold, what has happened is men like Craig and Tommy and Tim have just stepped in to, uh, to teach like you wouldn't believe. It gave them a confidence that when they were, they had all this deep well of understanding of the truth. And then this is, you got, they've got the groundwork there in front of them and they're able to teach the truth and handle it well. And I can leave the church and leave one of those men in the pulpit and know they are in good hands. So that's that's one way in which it's impacted our church. Another way is we've got some ladies, my wife Amy and a young lady named Lindsay. They use it almost like a vacation Bible school material for our young people. 
and they'll have weekend conferences. And my seven-year-old son, Jonathan, the process of the method is a, is a curriculum where we, we read the Scripture. You have a Scripture verse, say Romans 1.1, and you read Romans 1.1 and say a little something about it, and then there's a comment about it. And in the, in the student manual, there's a blank, and you fill in that blank, and that's the process. And my son Jonathan will sit there from 8.30 in the morning to 8.30 at night filling out this booklet, learning the book of Romans, learning the book of Galatians, learning the life of Christ, and it's absolutely amazing. And so I just wanted to share just a little bit about that, and I don't want to take any more time from, from Mark and Mark. So Mark Musser is going to come up and tell you a little bit more about some of the things with DM2 and how it's, he's utilizing it in his church and his ministry. Perkins told me you were up next, so y'all can y'all can Rochambeau over it and figure out who. I first uh, became acquainted with DM2 through my daughter Rachel, and uh, she met uh, Brett Nasworth's daughter at Camparite, Margaret Nasworth, and so um, they became good friends. And I heard a little bit about Brett. I think I met him here as well. I shook his hands, and you know, I thought he had a good ministry, whatever it is. And I just thought he's a nice guy. Uh, anyway, you know, Brett was uh, a serious missionary for many years in Venezuela in the jungles, and one of his major concerns is how do we get the natives involved in the ministry, and so that's been something that's been on his mind for a long time. And uh, anyway, Rachel, uh, Todd Kennedy, Spokane Bible Church, wanted to do a Romans workshop, DM2. So my daughter Rachel says, Dad, I want to go to this. Of course, it's during the school year, and we have to take time off from school, and I'm thinking about this, and you know, I, I kind of already know what Romans is. Um, <laughs> you know, anyway, I got a daughter that wants to learn Romans, so what am I going to do? I, I go, and so I take her, and I sit down at the Spokane Bible Church, and um, thank you, Robbie. I sit down, and um, I immediately see what Brett is doing. He has four or five different laymen that that's up there, and they're doing a great job going through the Book of Romans verse by verse. And I said, oh, wow, there's something there. I, I see what he's doing here. And so the, what we want to do now is we're bringing this into Ukraine. So we really had a good uh, last couple of years. We've been, had a lot of workshops. We've gone through Romans 1 through 8, Romans 9 through 16. We're going to start moving on to uh, Life of Christ. We've been in Kiev a couple of times. We've been in Badashevka now a couple of times. And we've been invited back to Badashevka. Also another town called Sinkovki. A church came and they, they saw what, what we were doing. They wanted to reproduce it in their church. We've been to Lviv now, uh, several different churches involved in Lviv. What's really nice about this material is you're some, for some reason, you're able to reach other groups beyond your own, um, own choir. I don't know why it is, but that every workshop we've been involved in, especially in Ukraine, uh, that's been the case. And so it's been a lot of fun to be able to share this material with other people that never heard, you know, the doctrines of grace, you know, especially from the book of Romans, uh, you know, Israel's future salvation, all those different topics that are so important. And so we've been, have a really great time. The other really nice thing about it is that, you know, with Jim Myers, with the college we've had there, we have a pool of, of men that we can use to be involved with this. And they've got good training. They've got great Bible backgrounds. And we've been putting these guys to work. And they've been doing great. And, and some guys are just doing wonderful. Uh, Genya Sopchenko in particular in Badashevka has just really, uh, he's done an excellent job. And then also Vashimunko uh, and Lviv. So it's been really nice to be involved. And of course, our church is involved in this now too. So I go to Kiev to teach the Bible, at the Bible College. And then at the same time, I'm doing these workshops. 
And so it's been a very busy time, but uh, it's been really good. And um, so anyway, that's kind of what we're doing. The other thing that I've used it locally in our church, too. It's not just something we do overseas. And so it's really helped our church as well. So we've had uh, been able to reach our young people in our church for the first time, really. They got there's a lot of issues with kids today. Got broken homes. Got you know they're they're not always not all the parents are involved. And uh, how do you reach these kids? Well, this material has been able to reach some of them. So we had a week week Bible study. We've gone through now the Book of Romans. We'll probably start the Book of Galatians in the fall. So that's been good. Uh, my wife has led a women's group, you know, for the uh, for the women. So we have like a new Bible study during the week, which has been good for us. And then the other thing is that Rachel, my daughter, has just really gravitated. She's been to many workshops now, Romans and uh, Romans 9 through 16 and, you know, even Life of Christ. And uh, she has done a great job with this material, what you can do in other places. So she went to Eastern Washington University in Spokane, and she's been promoting this material with her friends and at Eastern Washington University and other places. She, the first year she did this, she only had like uh, she organized a group of people to do this week by week. The first year she had like three. Last year she had like eight. And now uh, this next year they're going to have two different groups doing two different things. But the best thing about this last that last year is that, in fact, Mark was involved with this too. They got they had their Bible study groups that they go to like on a Tuesday night, and their friends they go to different churches, but they are able to incorporate a number of these kids to come. And so we went we organized a workshop four days, taught Romans one through eight. There was a, several unbelievers that came as well, shockingly enough, because they're involved with a kind of a serve program that they're, that they're all involved in. It's kind, of, it's kind of a ministry. But we had like 25 kids that, would, that came to this for four days in a row. Some came. Uh, Sunday was the worst day because that was the Seahawk-Green uh, Bay game. So we had to compete with that. But other than that, it went great. And in fact, uh, we had a Mormon that became a believer. In fact, I was sitting right next to him in the back, and I was like, look at this big Bible. What is this thing? And he got up and walked away, and I looked at it, and it's this big you know, Mormon Bible. Another man became a believer. His name is Marshall, and um, they both were baptized just recently. And so anyway, a very substantive ministry uh, that uh, you know, Rachel's developed with her friends as well. And uh, anyway, so that's the kind of things you can do with this material. So just to let you know, we've had a great time with that. Mark, come on up. Uh, she's 20. She's 20 now. Yeah, and she's, uh, she's got a girlfriend, so she doesn't teach men. She's very respectful about that, uh, but she has done a great job with that, and Turner has done a good job too. Right. Yeah. I might talk about him a little bit. Um, so in our, uh, in our church, we started the, uh, the DM2 curricula about three years ago now, and we have had uh, five or six workshops uh, between us, and now we're alternating with Fort Collins Bible Church as well. And uh, my favorite thing is it it gets people up off the pews and into the game, into ministry. And so uh, just from my local church and Fort Collins Bible Church, uh, we have a a homicide detective who is now a DM2 teacher and a microbiologist and a disabled veteran and others as well. And so we, we have a, a, a unique thing. We have a one-legged DM2 teacher. There's not a lot of those guys out there. But uh, anyway, he, he, uh, he, he got up and did a, did a really good job, and he's learning and, and trying to improve. And um, uh, I want to talk to you just a little bit about my son, Turner. Um, 
If you're a parent, you understand this language really well when you and your wife say, your son. You know, your wife says to you, your son brought his report card home today. You understand that language really well, right? So uh, when we saw our son for the first time <laughs> teach DM2, it, it was our son. That was our son up there teaching that. And, and he was funny and engaging and did a fantastic job. Uh, he did a one-hour section in about 25 minutes. He, you know, he was a little bit nervous, but, but he was really good at it. And since then, he's taught in Spokane. And uh, um, just to close out, we have opportunities now, and I think it's 12 countries, to go teach DM2. And so um, uh, we're going up to uh, Calgary in the fall, we're, we're pretty sure, and uh, trying to get that on the schedule right now. Uh, many countries in Africa have asked us directly to bring DM2 uh, to their countries and their churches, and we're trying really hard to develop something in Cuba as well, and we have uh, some connections there. And we sure can't do all of that. We can do maybe one country and maybe two if we work really hard. And so there are abundant opportunities in your local church to train teachers and to do missions organically. Rick, I, I really appreciate what you said about uh, respect for local church ministry. I, exactly. And uh, uh, to do missions organically, there's a curriculum there and there's an opportunity to go and uh, all over the world, people are dying for Bible teaching. And uh, many, many pastors uh, reckon the day that they got saved to a DM2 conference because they came and they, and they, and they went through the Romans curriculum and, and saw that the gospel is not believe and be baptized or believe and be Baptist. And they and they saw that the the gospel is not believe and speak in tongues and and so on, and they and they heard the simple, clear, true grace gospel for the first time, and that's when they got saved, and now they can actually be effective pastors, uh, because it's important to be a believer, uh, and at the same time pastor a church. So, uh, anyway, it's really a terrific uh, curriculum. And if you would like to know anything more about it, ask any of us three or any others who uh, who have been involved in the in the uh, in the effort there. Uh, the essence of DM2 is really uh, the Great Commission. It's to share the gospel and, and get people going in Bible teaching. And uh, there, it is an organization that is absolutely filled with people who have zeal to do this very thing. And let me tell you something. They're out there doing it. They're out there doing it all across the globe. And so just get in touch with us. We'd love to tell you more about it.